Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I pray your day is going well. You're having a good weekend, I hope. We're already through the first month of the year. Can you believe that? January is in the rearview mirror now. We've been talking about witnessing for the past couple of weeks. Today, I'm going to share more about witnessing, but going to give you some helpful strategies, some tips on sharing your faith with others that I pray will help you to get out and share Jesus with others. But so many people don't. And so I'm just really encouraging you to share Jesus because only about five to 10% of Christians, people who profess to be Christians, actually share their faith. We've got so much more to do. We got to do a whole lot better than that. If you are a born again believer, then you are commanded by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to share him with others. And so we've been focusing on that for the past couple of weeks, and we're going to focus on that again today. And I pray that this helps you and that you'll be able to take some tips, some strategies from this and put it to work in your life. But before we do, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, what a tremendous honor and privilege it is to serve you. You are Almighty God. You are the creator of heaven and earth and all that's within it. You are God, the one and only true God. And to know that you love us and you care enough about us that you sent your one and only son to pay our price on Calvary, to die for our sins on that cross. It's just mind-blowing. When we look at your creation, when we look at the stars at night and the vastness of the universe, the vastness of space, who are we that you would love us? But you do. And Lord, we just can't thank you enough for that. And we just praise you for raising Jesus back to life, defeating Satan, defeating sin, defeating death all at once, and giving all who believe eternal life. So Lord, we have an awesome message, the greatest message ever that we can share with other people. Father, may we do it. Forgive us for when we haven't. But Lord, may we all purpose in our hearts that we are going to share you with others because others need to know. Others need to know about the salvation that you provide, Jesus. People need to know about your goodness and your love and your grace and your mercy. They need to know you, Jesus. And those of us who are born-again believers, you expect us to be your ambassadors, and we need to be obedient to you, Lord. So, Father, I pray that as we open your word this morning, as we talk about different strategies, Father God, of sharing faith, I pray, God, that you will use it to show us things that we can do, things that we can say to share you with others. Lord, may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. Father, we love you, we praise you, and just thank you again for this opportunity to share your word on the radio. You are so awesome, Father, and we love you, and it's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, well, let's start out. We're going to talk again about some helping strategies, some tips you can use to help you share your faith with others. And the first one I'm going to say, you're going to go, well, duh. (laughs) But let me explain it, okay? The first thing about sharing our faith with others is we have to be a Christian. We have to be born again. We have to individually know Jesus and know him personally. And again, I know that's like a no-brainer, and you're thinking, okay, Ken, that doesn't really help a lot. But let me explain it this way. We have a lot of people who say they know Jesus. They know the name of Jesus. They know that he died on the cross and that he rose again. But so many people truly don't know him personally. And so when you're trying to tell somebody 
another person about someone you don't know much about, it's kind of hard to do. As a matter of fact, it's impossible to do. You're just kind of superficially scratching the surface. When you set out to tell somebody about Jesus, you have to be a believer, a true believer, one who personally knows Christ, one who has had that salvation experience to know that he has truly transformed your life. So we have to be real, right? We have to truly know him. It's like if I was going to introduce you to another friend of mine, I would have to really know that person to properly introduce you. Have you ever introduced somebody to a crowd? You're introducing somebody to speak to a crowd on a certain topic. Well, if I just got up there and said, hey, here is John Smith, and he's going to have something really cool to say to you today. Let's welcome him. You may clap just to be nice, but you would think uh, that wasn't much of an introduction, Ken. We need to know more about this person before we will really listen to what he's having to say. And so it's the same thing about our relationship with Jesus. When we introduce Jesus to somebody, we need to know him. We need to know him as Lord and as Savior and know what he has done for us. Now, I'm not talking about being a, and I really don't like this term, but for lack of of any other term coming to mind right now, I'm going to use it. We don't have to be a super Christian to witness. I really don't like that term, super Christian, because nobody is a super Christian. You can think of some heroes of the faith, but what they have been doing is, or what they were doing, especially when we take them in the Bible, you look at Paul, you look at Peter, you look at all the disciples, you say they are super Christians. Well, No, they were obedient Christians. Did they do super things? Oh, yes, because they were obedient to Jesus Christ. And you can think of others who have come after, such as one from our generation, of course, Billy Graham. He was obedient to Jesus, and he responded to the call that the Lord had on his life, and God did great things through him. But he was obedient. So we need to be obedient Christians And therefore, we need to witness to others. So we need to know Jesus and know him personally so we can give him a proper introduction to somebody else, somebody we're introducing Jesus to. We need to know him. And before we witness, it's really good and it's important, it's imperative for us to pray. Witnessing begins in prayer. When we witness to people, sometimes we witness to those that we already know. And other times we witness to strangers. So how do we pray for people we don't already know? Well, it's just always good to pray and ask God to give you words to say to people today. As you meet them, as you have an opportunity to witness to them, that the Holy Spirit would just speak through you. You know, even Paul, when he asked for prayer, he he asked, often he would ask that people would pray for him to know what to say. Pray for him to have the boldness to share Jesus with others. And so we need to do that, and we can pray that way for ourselves, but we also need to pray for others. Pray for others who can have the boldness to share their faith with others. When we're praying for people that we know, it's good to have a list, have a prayer list, and pray for those people. It may be family members or neighbors or a new friend, an old friend, a colleague at work somebody that you see all the time at the grocery store or people that you know that you have contact with, go ahead and make a list of them and pray for them. Pray for their salvation. The way I often pray is this, is God, I ask you to draw, and you put the person's name in there, draw that person to you and ask your Holy Spirit to open up the eyes of their hearts 
to see the truth of the gospel, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to the Father. And also ask the Holy Spirit to bring conviction upon that person about their sin. And that's how I pray for people who don't have Christ, because God will draw them. The Holy Spirit will open up the eyes of their hearts so they can see. And the Holy Spirit will bring that conviction. And all they have to do is call out to Jesus, and he will save them. So prayer is a very important part, very important step, strategy to share in our faith with others. Something else that's good to do is when you know the person is to gather as much data as you possibly can about that person to know their interest, to know their background. That way, as you're talking with them, you'll know some entry points to ask about, which can lead to a conversation of sharing Jesus with them. It's kind of like, if you will, you're, you're on a boat and you're circling an island looking for a place to land, a place to dock. And when you see that clearing you go for it, and you're able to to dock your boat there. That's what you want to do when you're witnessing to somebody. If you already know that person, then look for that entry point that you can move into to start sharing Christ with them. Now, what if it's a stranger? You don't have any data on that person whatsoever. Well, that's where you bring in what I call the fire method. Now, you're not going to set that person or anybody else on fire, okay? <laughs> the fire method, F-I-R-E, do an acrostic with that. In other words, spell it vertically, F-I-R-E. F is for family. I stands for interest. R stands for religious background. And E stands for engage them with the gospel. I'll give that to you again in case you're taking notes. Fire, F is for family. I is for interest. R is for religious background. E is for engage them with the gospel. And this is how that works. You meet a stranger, so you're going to strike up a conversation with them. People usually, not in all cases, but usually enjoy talking about their family. They want to talk about mom or talk about dad or talk about their grandmother or their favorite uncle. They will talk about their family. So you get an, an entry point to opening a conversation by talking about family and asking them about their interests. People will talk about their interests. Here in South Alabama, so many people have an interest in football. So you can use football as an entry point. But you find out their interests and talk with them about that. And if it's something that you really don't understand, ask them about it. Ask them to explain it to you. And they will be more than happy to because it's their interest. And then religious background, you can ask them after you've been talking to them about family, about interests. It's okay to ask them, so do you have any religious background where you brought up Christian or or of another faith or none at all? And you ask that to get a gauge on where they're at spiritually, and you will get a wide range of answers. Some will be, yes, I'm a Christian, and I've been involved with such and such a church, and I enjoy Bible study. You'll get others who will say, well, I was raised in church, but After college, I really haven't been back and haven't really thought much about it. Or you'll get some who will say, well, they're of a different religion. Or some will say, I just don't believe in any of that stuff. I was at a business lunch one time, and I was talking with some business associates, and they were people from Asia, and they were from different countries. And we started talking about the different religions, and people were saying, yeah, in Japan, we have 10,000 gods, and here's the one I pray to, and they talked about that, and went to another one who was from India, and, and they talked about the different gods there. There's like 10 million gods. 
that people worship in India. And then the guy sitting next to me, he was from India. Me and him became friends, and we still stay in contact about about five years ago. And he said, I don't believe anything because it's too confusing to me. And I said, well, I can understand that. If I lived in a country with over 10 million gods, I would probably be pretty confused too. But let me tell you about the God I serve. I serve one God. And so I started sharing my faith, started sharing Jesus with people, and they were very receptive and especially the one who was just so confused that he didn't believe anything. So you can talk about religious backgrounds and then start sharing your faith from that. And at that point, that's when you engage them with the gospel, like I did at that business lunch I was just talking about. Engage them with the gospel. So we got to be a believer. We have to be able to introduce people to Jesus. So therefore, we have to know him. We have to be people of prayer and pray for others get as much data about people as we can, or if they're strangers, use the fire method. And then we just need to start one-on-one. You you don't have to be an evangelist or a pastor. Too many times when you talk about sharing your faith, people think, well, that's what the pastor's supposed to do. Well, the the pastor's supposed to shepherd. The pastor will bring God's word as he's supposed to do and teach it, but he'll also shepherd And those of us who are pastors, we need to teach people how to share their faith. And that's what's going on here today. And it's good to be one-on-one with others. So you having that one-on-one conversation is wonderful. And just be yourself. Just be natural. Be caring and friendly. But don't be patronizing. Don't go so overboard that the person's like, ah, this person's coming off fake. You don't want to be fake. Be yourself. People know if you're being real or not. When you're being real, you're comfortable. You're being yourself. You're not trying to put on some other person that you aren't. And you come across as being fake. So just be yourself. Be friendly to people. Approach them with, as the Bible tells us, to be humble and to be respectful. So we need to remember that. Always be humble and always be respectful as we're talking with others. And again, just be yourself. And another good thing to do is to be a good listener. You don't want to overwhelm a person you're trying to lead to the Lord uh, by going too fast or too far at once. Now, sometimes that door just opens wide open and you can just go with it. But often, it's just good to be a a good listener. And so you're listening to that person and truly listen to them. Don't think about what you're going to say next. Trust the Holy Spirit to give you that. But listen to the person. Hear what's in their hearts. And you will hear things that you can further expound upon. They may be going through a situation that you have been through, and you can share how God brought you through that. That's a testimony. That's a witness to the goodness of God in your life and that they can experience the exact same thing. So being a good listener is really important because people do enjoy talking about themselves, talking about their problems, their hurts, their desires. And it's amazing how quickly people will open up. We see that every Almost every day at Love and Action, as we're talking with people, whether we're on campus or we're out in the community somewhere, and we will often ask people, what can we pray with you about? And they will just start opening up and pouring out their hearts. And it may be the first time we've ever met them, but it's okay because they they want prayer. And you can do that even at a restaurant. Ask the waitress after he or she is has put the food down on the table. Don't let them burn their hands with hot plates. But you can ask your waiter or waitress, hey, we're about to pray and ask God to bless our meal. Would you like to join us? Or if they're too busy, 
you can ask them, well, why can't we pray about it? And we'll be sure to pray about that. And you'll be surprised at how open many of those waitresses and waiters are. And it's a blessing to them. And don't be afraid to ask them that because you will be surprised how many will stop and pray with you. But those who can't because they're truly busy, they will often give you something to pray about. It may be they're a single mom and they are praying about their children. Or it could be you know, a family situation that they need prayer, prayer for. Somebody is sick and they would like for you to pray for, for that family member who's sick. That's a great witness. And that's a great way to show them that you care. And that opens up a conversation with them. I remember being in Atlanta, Georgia one time, and I believe I've shared this testimony on air before, but I'm going to share it again because it was just awesome what God did that that night. And we were at a Hard Rock Cafe in downtown Atlanta. It was a group of guys. It was right after a Promise Keepers conference. And back in, what was that been? I think that would have been like in 98, somewhere in that neighborhood, 99, late 90s, let's put it at that. And this waitress was she was she was just very friendly and and one of those waitresses you love to get because she's taking care of of all the drinks uh, the glasses stayed filled up with tea and soda and water and she took our order and she was just fun to talk with and so we just started asking her questions and then started talking to her about Jesus and she was open and we got to to, to share with her and before that night was over with I was able to pray with her to receive Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Right there in the middle of the restaurant, she got on her knees and she prayed to receive Christ. And we followed up with her after that as well to, to, to try to make sure she was in a church and that she had a Bible and that she was going to a church where she could be discipled. And she was, and it was just, it was awesome. But that was just one example of don't be afraid. Ask people, what can you pray about for them? And many will open up and you never know which person is ready to receive Christ, and you'll get to pray with them for that. And that's the most awesome thing we can ever do is to lead somebody to Jesus. So as we've been talking with the person, talking about their family, they're, they're talking about their interest, we got some information about their religious background, uh, it comes to a point where you want to share your own experiences with Christ. In other words, you, it's time to share your testimony and how you came to Christ. So remember, we've talked many times on here, our testimony is made up of three parts. Our life before we were saved, when and how did we get saved, when did we come to Christ, what were the circumstances, what was going on? And then three, what has our lives been like since we've given our lives to Jesus? And talk about that transformation. And again, don't focus too much on before Christ, enough so they will know what kind of person we were before Jesus. And then that transformation of where we're at now and what he's done in our lives and how he has transformed us. So we get to share our testimony. And since we've listened to them, they're going to listen to us. And I always encourage people to keep your testimony, your salvation testimony, to about five minutes because time is precious and people, for the most part, won't sit there for an hour and listen to you. And Five minutes is a good way to do that. So if, if you want to write out your testimony on a piece of paper front and back and, and just write it out and go over it and until you get it to where you can have a, have a conversation about it and tell it in about five minutes, it's, it's a great thing to do. It's also cool to share it on social media. You'll be surprised how many lives you'll touch by sharing your testimony 
on Facebook or maybe you want to do a quick video for YouTube or whatever social media you are on, uh, share it. Share your testimony. You, and, and again, keep it five minutes or under, and you'll be surprised how many you'll get to touch that way. So we've been talking with, with this individual and listening to this person talk about his or her family and interest. Uh, we've gotten some information about religious background. We have shared our testimony with them now. We're engaging them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this should lead to a precise moment to where we can explain God's plan of salvation. You're sharing your testimony and you're telling them how you came to Christ Explain to them what you did. Because the people here, well, I was saved. Well, what does that mean? Talk to them about Jesus. Share the, the, it's called the Romans Road, and many of you may be familiar with it. It's a great time to share these scriptures with them. And if you if you memorized them, awesome. If you can't, write them down. We, we even have a Bible, a New Testament at Love and Action that we hand out that has uh, parts of the Roman Road already marked out for you. And if you got this little Bible with you, you can pull that out and share with them. But share with them verses like Romans chapter 23, verse 3. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you can tell them we've all sinned. We've all messed up. We've all disobeyed God. That's what sin is. And and I realized I came to that point in my life that I, I, I was a sinner. And, and I, I needed a Savior. I needed Jesus. And then we can tell them Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Sin's going to bring death. And death, when we die without God, then hell will be our destination, eternal separation, eternal punishment. But I didn't want that, so I turned and asked for Jesus. You know, just share that with, with people. And we can share them share with them Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. He died on that cross for all of us, for all of our sins. And then Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, that if we you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And let them know that's what you did. You confess Jesus. I pray, Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. I believe you died on that cross for me. I believe you rose from the grave on the third day. You see, it's with the heart that I believed and I was justified. It's with my mouth that I confessed to God and I was saved. Then Romans 10, 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever, that's everybody. Everybody's a whoever. And if we call out on the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. We can share John three sixteen, the most popular verse in all the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We can share 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all of our iniquities. So he, he will forgive us and he will cleanse us. We can share all those scriptures with that person as we share our testimony with them. And the, the overall goal is for that person to make a decision. Now, that person won't always make a decision every time you share your faith with somebody not everybody's going to come to the Lord at that precise moment anyway. But what you have done is planted a seed of the gospel into a heart of somebody. 
And so from that point, you pray for that person, that that seed will be watered and that it will grow and that God will bring the increase and that person will be saved. But there are times like that waitress in Atlanta when the person is ready. Maybe somebody's already planted and watered a seed in that heart and you come along and you get to see the harvest reaped and it's just the most amazing thing you'll ever experience is seeing somebody get saved. It's just awesome. And so you get to that point and you can ask you can ask them that question, would would they like to give their lives to Jesus? If you know by this point and you should know by this point if they're saved or not, and if not, you can tell them, see, I, I gave my life to Jesus and he's forgiven me. He's given me eternal life, but he's also given me life here on earth, and he is just so awesome. And I want to ask you, would you like to give your life to Jesus? Would you like to know this Lord and Savior that I'm talking about and experience his love and his life and have eternal life? You know, Bring it to that point and ask them that question. Don't be afraid to ask them. Ask them, because one day we're going to be held accountable for the things that we said and done. And I wish I could say I was 100% at this, but I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm getting better and better as the years go on. And I just love sharing Jesus with people now. And the more you do it, the more you just enjoy it even more. And we're going to be held accountable about what we said to people. And I don't want to be sitting there, standing there, kneeling there in front of Jesus and him saying, I sent all these people your way and you didn't share anything about me. I want him to say, thank you for sharing the gospel. Thank you for sharing me with these people. And we also have to remember that if that person died the next day before making the decision or that night on the way home and they didn't make that decision or we didn't even offer them the opportunity, then they're going to hell. And that should be what propels us to saying, would you like to give your life to Christ? Because the thought of somebody going to hell should just terrify us and make us think, I don't want anybody going to hell. Because if you understand hell, then you wouldn't want anybody there, not even your worst enemy. And so we have the awesome opportunity to share Jesus with people. We need to do it and bring, bring it to that point to where we're asking them if they would like to make that decision. And if they would, then pray with them. You can lead them in a prayer, ask them to, to, to pray, uh, to follow you in this prayer, or you can ask them, would you like to call out on Jesus yourself? And I've done that before, and it's just those prayers are phenomenal. And, and people call out to Jesus the best way they know how. I've also led many people in a prayer, but I make sure they understand, look, it's not just about saying these words. It's about meaning it in our hearts, loving Jesus with all that's within us and believing and so I, I will lead somebody in a, in a simple prayer, something like this. And if you're listening and you haven't made this decision, why don't you pray along with me as I model this prayer, but pr pray along with me, but mean it in your heart. And Jesus will come in and he'll forgive you and he'll give you eternal life and he'll give you life here on earth. Just pray, Father, I come to you. I know I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I know Jesus, you are that savior. I believe with all my heart that you died on that cross for me. You took my sins on you and died for me. And I believe with all my heart that, God, you raised Jesus back to life, to live and to reign forever. So I confess right here, right now, that, Jesus, you are my Lord. 
you are my Savior. Forgive me for my sins. I repent of my sins, meaning I'm turning from my sinful ways and I'm turning to you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. I ask you to fill me with your spirit and help me day by day to live for you. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. You can pray something like that or just call out to him. He'll meet you right where you're at. If you did pray that prayer, then I would encourage you to do this. First of all, tell somebody. Tell somebody you gave your life to Jesus. Then I would encourage you also for for some next steps, contact me. Our office number is 334-494-4995, 334-494-4995. Or you can email me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com, ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. And I would love to send you some information on some next steps. And if somebody does come to Christ, be sure to talk to them about baptism and the importance of baptism. And be sure to encourage them to come to church with you, to go to a church that's, that's discipling people, that's teaching discipleship, which means training people to live for Christ. You can do this. Jesus says so, and he's filled you with his spirit, so you have the power to be a witness for Jesus. Well, we're out of time today. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I pray you have a great rest of the day and a wonderful week coming up. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.